0: the mindware 588 If you're on Facebook, be sure to catch Dana when she's live. Get notifications when Dana is going live at danaupdate.com. When you're connected at danaupdate.com, you're the first to know when Dana is live and you get access to weekly freebies. Just go to danaupdate.com to get notified and you can hang out with Dana live and get fired up together. Even if you can't join her live, when you're registered at DanaUpdate.com, you get immediate access to the replays. Hanging out with Dana live is brain training at its best, so make sure to get registered at DanaUpdate.com right now. Hello, 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 Dana Wilde here, and welcome to the show. We have a really good question that came in today, and I want to take some time with it, so we're going to jump right into it. Let me just read what this person wrote. So we have a form, by the way, in case you're you're not familiar with this, you can go to danawild.com/askdana and fill out the form, and we will address your question on the show. So the question that came in: What one problem would you like to solve now? And the answer is: How can I stop the fear of COVID and unrelenting racism that I'm experiencing from ruining my business? I want to figure out how to cope. Each day is getting worse, and I'm finding it difficult to focus on my business. I live in Chicago, and the unrelenting violence on top of COVID, on top of the racism that I'm experiencing, is too much. And on the questionnaire, we ask Have you tried anything to fix the situation? And here's what she writes. I stopped listening to any negative podcasts. I stopped most social media, reduced my news watching. I tried to acknowledge my sadness. I tried to be happy in my business that is very successful and thriving. I'm a highly successful attorney who's an African-American woman who has spent my whole life with my head down, working hard as I possibly can. I feel as though I've awoken from a dream to a wasteland of hatred and violence. I feel that I'm a target because I am a target. I have one more question on the questionnaire that says, Is there anything else you'd like to share? And she says, I have a fabulous family, a comfortable life, and much to look forward to, I guess. I don't know what I'm working for anymore. So I'm really pleased to get this question because I think what you're experiencing, you probably speak for a lot of people. And you write in the comments that you are not that familiar with Train Your Brain. You have, rate yourself as a level one on a scale of one to ten. And so I'm going to talk about some basics would train your brain. But I want to really address this question fully because I think that you speak for a lot of people. So first off, I want to start off by saying that I don't claim to know what it must be like to live life from your perspective. Your experience is unique. And as a white woman, I'm really never going to truly know what what it would be like to live life from your perspective. So this isn't going to be an episode about like how I think the world should be or social justice or how I wish the world was or goodness or truth or any of those things. Rather, this is going to be a show about how to grow your business and make money when it feels like the world is crumbling around you. Because on this topic, I am an expert and lucky for all of us that The brain training principles apply no matter what, no matter the situation. And so let's start with some basics that will set the foundation for this. As brain trainers, what we know to be true is, one, we live in a world of variety. There's always going to be things that we can look at and think about and talk about, that are going to be easy to be happy about. And there are always going to be things that we can look at and think about and talk about that are going to be more likely to knock us off our centers, get us off of our emotional power center. Okay, next, the second kind of basic brain training thing that's important to know for the context of this show is that all of our emotions are useful. And I'm glad you addressed that in your comments, too. We want to be aware of the emotions that we're experiencing. You know, when I came around to naming my business, I didn't name it The Mind Happy. Because it's important to be aware more than anything. Know what you're feeling, where you're emotionally at on the emotional scale, what you're feeling. Because then... You can fully experience your emotions and process them. We don't want to deny them. We don't want to sugarcoat them. We want to acknowledge them and experience them. And knowing, I mean, as brain trainers, we know that we can shift our emotions anytime we choose. Really being a brain trainer, it, what it really kind of means is emotional mastery, Becoming emotionally astute. I'm not sure if that's the right word, but I'm going to come up with a good word. And then you know what? I'm going to come up with a program. (laughs) not, Not a huge fan of the term emotional mastery, but I'm going to come up with a better one. So stay tuned for that. So... The third piece that's really kind of important to know in this, and I know you know this is coming if you've been listening to the show for more than three episodes, you know what I'm going to say right now. And what I'm going to say is that each and every one of us have inside of our heads a reticular activating system. This little RAS, this RAS, this reticular activating system is like a little matchmaker that lives in our heads. It's the processor of our brains that sifts through all of this information that's coming at us. And it sifts through the billions of bits of stimuli that we're experiencing every moment of every day. And do you know what it matches? Do you know what it notices? Do you know what comes on the radar? Do you know what we focus on? What we're thinking about and what we're talking about. So the inside picture, what we're thinking about and talking about is matched in what we see in the world. It is as simple as that. So having said that, this is the quote unquote work. This is the brain training work, and here are it's kind of like fourfold recommendation that I have for what you're experiencing because I know what you're experiencing is real, and I can't wait to dig into this, okay? So the first one is process your emotions, and i it sounds like you're already doing that. And what do I mean by processing your emotions? You know, you may be getting stuck or having a challenge moving to a more positive place on the emotional scale because you're trying to make too big of an emotional jump. Now, I go into this for about two hours on how to to emotionally shift yourself in Train Your Brain in the book. And so I'm going to do something here. I'm not sure I've ever done this on the show, but I'm going to do it right now. Anybody who is listening, I want you to have the whole Train Your Brain audiobook for free. And you can go to danawild.com slash giveaway, danawild.com slash giveaway, and get the entire Train Your Brain audiobook for free, because what I'm going to talk about here right now is going to go into much more depth there. The emotional scale I have created was adapted by looking at other scales from people like Abraham Hicks and David Hawkins, and I'll give you the abbreviated version of how to use this. Imagine a scale that starts out with despair on one end and then moves to fear and then anger and then frustration and hope and belief and knowing and joy. So eight different levels. And most of us would agree that each of those emotions feel a little bit better or a little bit worse than the one right next to it. So if you are feeling angry most of us would agree that it would be nicer to feel frustrated than angry, full-blown angry. And it would be better to feel hopeful than frustrated. And it'd be better to feel believing than hopeful and so on. And so sometimes what happens to people who are feeling really down or feeling really powerless is they can move into the feeling of fear or worry, but they don't allow themselves to move into the feeling of anger And if they do move into the feeling of anger, they stay there. They don't move on from it. So especially around election time, you see a lot of people walking around who felt really powerless. And now they're all really angry and they stay in anger and they don't move past that on the emotional scale. And so take a look at this concept of moving yourself emotionally on the scale because if you're feeling powerless and in despair moving yourself to the feeling of fear or worry is very easy because it's right next door moving yourself to the feeling of joy or appreciation or knowing that your business is going to grow is not so easy because it's so far away this is why if you ever been really down and had some positive thinking person say you should think more positively and you really just feel like you know, punching them out or something (laughs) because, you know, it's easy to access anger, right? So how do you move yourself emotionally along the emotional scale? You intentionally think thoughts and say sentences to yourself that are next over on the scale. So if you're feeling despair and really upset and not like working, you're saying things to yourself like the world is crumbling. I feel horrible. I don't feel like working. I don't feel like moving my business. I don't know what I'm doing my business for anymore. So just intentionally start thinking thoughts that are more fearful and worrisome. So you might start thinking thoughts that sound more like, okay, I don't really feel that much despair. What I really feel is worried. I'm worried that I'm not going to shake this. I'm fearful that the world's going to stay like this. I'm worried that I'm not going to get my mojo back. I'm fearful that uh, things are not shifting in the direction I like. Okay, now you start to really feel that maybe say sentences for a minute or two, even three minutes, whatever it takes, to where you really feel like you've shifted the energy. Then you move to sentences that sound angry, because that's next over on the scale. So anger would be like, I hate this world we're living in now. I hate that I'm having to experience all of this. It makes me so mad that I don't feel like working. It makes me so mad that this is affecting my business. It makes me so mad that people can't see the injustice that's happening. Like really move into that feeling of anger. And then after you fully feel that emotion, tamper it down and say sentences that are more frustration. Okay, I'm not really mad. I'm just, I'm frustrated. Feels like we take one step forward and two back and I'm I'm just frustrated because it feels like I've been dealing with these issues for so long, like I'm tired and I'm kind of overwhelmed, feeling distressed about all of this, right? So those, those words, tired, overwhelmed, stressed, frustrated, they're all a little bit easier words than anger. Then the big shift where you shift to hope. And most of us have experienced that feeling of when you talk about hope, how it just opens up your heart. And so you start to use sentences that just start with the words, I hope. You can say a bunch in a row. I hope I start to feel better about this. I hope a solution presents itself. I hope the world wakes up in a big way. I hope that things keep... With forward momentum. I hope I'm living in a world that's ever-changing. I hope that my business grows anyway. I hope that I can stay focused on how much I appreciate my family, and I hope I can stay focused on really how lucky I am and how the world is getting better. I hope that I can realize that I'm an important player in all of this, right? So all those hope sentences over and over and over again, then go to belief, then go to knowing, You know, I believe things are getting better. I believe most people are truly good. I believe the world is shifting. I know and then into more joy and appreciation and so on. So do that for your own emotions. We're all going to have moments where we feel despair or fear or worry or angry. And so be willing to take the next step and go to the next emotion and move on to the next emotion. You don't have to stay in powerlessness. Emotional mastery. Insert different title for that here <laughs> could I help any of you got a good title leave, please, right? I know I'm going to come up with a good one, okay, so next, I want to remind you that we know about processing these emotions, and so now you have to also give equal respect to your reticular activating system. The truth is your reticular activating system is matching everything you think about and everything you talk about. So do you want it to keep matching the story you're telling now? Do you want it to keep matching that you don't know what you're working for and that you don't have your mojo and that you don't feel good and that the world is crumbling? And I think not. I think you don't want that to keep matching. And so if not, then you're the one that has to be a proactive thinker in your head. You're the one that has to find a way To talk about the current situation in a way that feels better. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. It's easy to look at babies and puppies and be happy. Anybody can do that. I like to say, I might have to change this too, but I like to say any idiot can look at babies and puppies and be happy, right? Most of us don't need any kind of like master brain training experience to look at babies and puppies and be happy. But during times like these, right, that where we all tired of that phrase, I know I am. During times like these, this is when you need brain training the most. This is when you need to be a proactive thinker in your head. This is when you need to shift your thinking. And we've already done some of that with the Emotional shifting, thinking different thoughts, thinking the thoughts that you want to match up in the world, because this moves me into the fourth recommendation, which is holding a vision for the world the way you want it to be and your place in it. Holding a vision for the world the way you want it to be and your place in it, because I am not one of these people who thinks that you should just be happy all the time. And I'm not one of these people who thinks that people shouldn't protest or that they shouldn't, you know, there is a place for protest. And frankly, as somebody who's been arrested for civil disobedience more times than I can count, make no mistake that I know the power of protest. However, the more I'm understanding brain training, the more I'm understanding the mind, the more I'm really understanding quantum physics and the power of thought and all of those things that most of us who... Are part of the show, find interesting, I'm realizing more and more the importance of holding the power, holding the, the vision of the future, holding the powerful vision for the future. This is what brain trainers do best. And to be completely frank, there is never enough people doing this work, quote-unquote work, we like to say play, There's never enough people doing this work, holding the powerful vision for the future. So let me tell you a little story, and I think you're going to like this, and it's probably going to illustrate it. Way back in the day, I used to be part of a group called Women for Social Justice, and we liked to get arrested, those arrests I talked about, because we knew it moved things forward. So there was a protest that we did. It was with the Stearns County Sheriff's Department. They didn't have a domestic violence policy in place. So, if you were in Stearns County and you had just been the victim of a domestic violence situation, the sheriff would come to your door, and in order to arrest nearly always the man who had perpetuated the domestic violence, the woman who had been clearly abused, you know, usually had bruises or had been clearly abused, would have to say, Please arrest this man. And so we were upset. You know, we were women for social justice were saying, like, look, at, if you can see a crime has been committed, you don't need the victim to be saying, hey, please arrest this man. You are the sheriff. You should just be arresting him. So we did a protest. We held up all these signs and we did this, you know, thing where we were on one side of the state line saying on this side I'm safe, on this side I'm not. And we had a good time. It was fun. We knew we were doing good. And so it was all that kind of Positive fun energy. But here's what made this protest effective, because we were effective, got in the papers, the domestic policy did pass. But part of the reason why it passed is because there had been someone on the inside working for years on that same issue, talking to the sheriff, trying to get them to put the policy in place, educating the entire team and educating the sheriff himself and trying to get them to put it into place. So... Somebody proper, right, quote-unquote proper, with the right suit on, you know, a, a lawyer type or, you know, someone working on the inside, probably much like yourself. You've probably worked on the inside on a lot of these types of issues. And that woman who was doing that could say, look, at I, I would love for us to move this forward because no telling what these crazy women out there who are protesting are going to do next. So the person on the inside? working with the protesters on the outside, the legitimate uh, legislator lawyer type on the inside, the crazy radical protesters on the outside, and it worked together to get this policy in place. But one of the roles that isn't talked about often are the people who are holding the vision for the new world that's emerging. And holding the vision is actually very practical. It's very practical to hold a vision for the future and be that person who's telling the new story. And we know it's practical, first of all, because of the reticular activating system. Whatever we think about, whatever we talk about, we're matching up in the outside world. But it's practical for another reason, too. And I'm going to tell you this by way of an analogy. Some of you know that I am a vegan and I'm an advocate for animals. And nothing can knock me off my center faster than thinking about the way that animals are treated in this culture. We lock them up, we torture them, and then we eat them. Simply because we can. We're bigger, we're smarter, we're more organized. And these sweet little creatures, they have no voice to protest. Now, I just said, what, five sentences on that topic? And I can tell you, I already feel off-center just from saying that. Like, I already feel like I'm just going to take one second here and just take a deep breath and I'm going to emotionally write myself because just those few sentences, I'm already feeling riled up. So just one second. Okay. All right. I feel better. Here is what I know. When I am emotionally off center, I have no personal power to advocate for those animals or for myself. All I'm doing when I'm saying those sentences or when I'm thinking those thoughts is I'm matching up the problem over and over and over again. Matching up the problem, matching up the problem, matching up the problem. And so I have to do the quote unquote work that so few are doing in the world. I have to be the keeper of the new vision. The new vision says the world is changing. The world is changing Vegan diets have experienced a 600% increase in the United States. 600% increase. More people are choosing this. Animal abuse still exists, but it is getting better. Racism still exists, but it is getting better. Oh my gosh, in my lifetime, my lifetime, and I'm not that old, my lifetime, segregated Drinking fountains still existed. Can you even believe that? Have you ever heard of anything more ridiculous than that? So we forget sometimes that the world is getting wiser and it's getting more compassionate and we're making progress and people are not willing to put up with what we put up with in the past. Things are shifting. Things are getting better. We're getting smarter. We're getting hipper. And the younger generation coming in is getting better and better and better at this. And this doesn't just apply to these two issues. It applies to COVID or the environment or gender bias or, 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 or fill in the blank. Telling the better story, telling the happy story, telling the world shifting story is practical. It's practical. I don't know your experience firsthand, and I don't want to minimize your experience or your emotions. And whatever you decide, whether it's deciding to protest, or whether it's deciding to work on the inside, or whether it's deciding to hold the vision, no matter what you decide, it's the right decision. I'm just saying that if you're going to execute any of those choices, you will be more effective if you tend to your brain training, if you think in your head, if you Think the positive thoughts that generate the positive feelings that show the world in the positive light that things are shifting. We are unstoppable. This train is moving, right? This train is moving. When your mind is powerful, you are powerful. When you are emotionally centered, then you move your business, your life, and your world forward. This is why happiness is practical. And that goes for every brain trainer out there. Tend to your thoughts, tend to your emotions, and tell the story and take the actions that make the most sense when you are in a feel-good place. When you tend to your emotions and you tend to your thoughts and you think those good thoughts and you see the world is shifting and you see this force of change as unstoppable, unstoppable. Now, you open the creative pathways in your brain. You show up in the world in a different way. You make better choices. You are an example of the change, and you are a force to be reckoned with. This is how it works when you're a brain trainer. This is how it works when you're a keeper of the vision, and you're holding the vision. You are more powerful than you realize, all of you, each and every person out there, and you've totally got this. I'm able and capable and willing and ready and able and I want it and I'm capable of it and I'm willing and able and ready. Am I giving to a taker? Red light, red light, red light. We are all worms, but I do believe that I am a glow worm. The opposite of self-doubt is clarity. It's that moment of choice. The big thing I'll tell you is it's your mindset. Oh, that is good. I love the bribe. That's going to sort itself out. (laughs) Happy where I am and ready for more.